What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Walking with a King podcast. I'm your host, Teresa King. I am so glad to be back to another episode. Are you glad? Because I'm glad. I was so sick last week. I am so sorry for skipping a week, but I was so sick. I did not have my normal voice. I was literally down like three octaves. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. So, I'm just glad to be back. I'm healthy. Hallelujah. And we also had a family emergency. So keep us in your prayers for that. But we are going to jump in into a new series. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Um, Last season, we did a series called Seasons. So fun. A lot of people liked it. So we're going to do another series this season and it's going to be a very fun topic. I have a very special guest that's going to be joining me next episode. I'm so excited for that. And then on top of that, we are going to be doing a new segment type of deal. And it's probably going to be a regular thing, maybe uh, with this specific guest. So buckle up it's gonna be fun and we're gonna talk about spiritual warfare we are just gonna jump right into it because we have a lot to talk about and this episode we're literally gonna go into like what spiritual warfare is and how we could overcome a spiritual warfare um first things first everybody goes through a spiritual warfare no matter how old you are in your spiritual journey with christ you are going to have a spiritual warfare it is normal to have a spiritual warfare, especially if you are very active, like in your church, in your Bible, in your community, because the devil wants to take you and he knows you can't have you because the blood of Jesus paid for us. Amen. But all of our warfare started last year when Robert's uncle came to stay in our current town that we live in and he was sick. And the woman that was taking care of him, like his caretaker, I really questioned her because she was practicing a lot of witchcraft and I, I did not like it. It didn't sit well in my spirit. So every single time we would go and visit our uncle, I was just, you know, pray over the house. I had an accountability team and they would help pray for me while I was going into that house. Cause I just, it just didn't sit right. Well, The one day that I had like a Bible study, I was outside of their house and my accountability team just prayed over me and I walked in and she told us a story that happened to her that day. But real quick, because we're going to talk about some demon stuff. So I rebuke the enemy in Jesus name and Lord God, please protect the person that is hearing this message, this testimony. And I pray that you protect them through this podcast because we're about to get into it in Jesus name amen so she did everything she could to research and learn more about our uncle's sickness which is amazing and she had like a bunch of books she did a lot of research a lot of articles well she had all of these books laid out opened and everything while she was washing the dishes And while she was washing the dishes, she looked up and she saw this man. She said this man looked evil with hate, disgust, evil, evil man. 
And she looked up at him and she was like, you're not allowed to be here. You need to leave. So she heard her kids say, mom, the door and the garage door completely opened wide. And apparently like he left, like that was a sign that the spirit left the house. So when we were told this, we, me and Robert just looked at each other. We're like, Lord God, please press this house. Like I anointed our uncle. I didn't think to anoint the house at that time, but I should have, but we were like, this is a lot, you know? this this demon is really trying like the enemy is really trying well that night we come home and we are sleeping it was about 7 a.m you know average time to wake up and I hear my husband kind of shriek in his in his sleep so I woke him up I'm like hey are you okay I'm a very light sleeper so I heard him make that noise when he was asleep and he woke up and he was like that was the scariest dream I've ever had and I was like well what is it and he said that he was brushing his teeth in our bathroom and when he went to spit out and rinse he looked up and he saw a very evil person younger man standing behind him and when he shrieked it's because he yelled in his sleep and immediately I was like nope 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 no I got my oil I anointed this home every single entrance in this home every single window every single door I was rebuking that enemy to get out of our home because it was not first it was against our uncle and Robert was very close to his uncle so that spirit did not only leave our uncle because around that time our uncle was actually saved by Jesus he accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior hallelujah for that right before he passed away so the enemy was mad because he lost him and I really do believe that that demon that was reading those books about his sickness he attached to Robert a younger version and now trying to attack Robert through the sickness so I was anointing the house you know later like a few days later I personally had a dream and in this dream I was in a place I knew I I know I've been in it in that place in that home I can't put a finger of what home that was but I know that this place was very familiar and I was with a bunch of people and they were saying that there is a ghost and I'm like what <laughs> and this is only my dream guys so I felt the spirit while I was asleep to a point where I was so scared I woke up and I again prayed rebuked it out of my home and I was also rebuking as soon as I woke up the next day I had another dream the same place with the same people and they kept saying this spirit is here that spirit is here and I felt that spirit and at this time I woke up and I rebuked it I rebuked it I rebuked it like while 
I was like waking up, you know. Well, the next day, it happened again. Same place, same people telling me the exact same thing. There's this, like, there's a spirit here. And when I was in my sleep, in my dream, I started rebuking that spirit in my dream. That was the last time that that spirit came into my dream. And I've been rebuking, praying over this home, praying over everything because that spirit was coming to get us so one way or another. And not today. That is where we kept feeling depressed, anxiety, all of this stuff to where the enemy was trying to confuse us and think what is going on and we were not really sure what to do to be honest with you other than just pray like we were kind of just what do we do at this point um but I was talking to my father and my father he raised me to be a Christian woman that I am today and he was telling us like this is a spiritual warfare and I'm like you're so right but what is spiritual warfare like i just told you a lot of different stories that happen and honestly like you'd be surprised when the demon is coming to attack you and the enemy is trying to attack you because it comes in different forms of thing it doesn't necessarily have to be like an evil spirit coming to make himself known it could be a lie that you're thinking of um in the beginning of my journey to fully give my life to God and surrender my life to God, I was battling with the fact that I was not good enough to be a mother. I was about to hit one year of infertility at that time. And the whole thing was like wrapping around my mind. You're not good enough to be a mother. You're not good enough to be a parent. Your husband's going to leave you because of this. All these different lies that I literally just got onto the floor and like asked God, like, why am I not getting pregnant? Like, what are you doing to me? And the spirit of the Lord told me, like, you are good enough to be a mother. And little did I know that I was going to be a mother in a different way. The enemy can come in different ways, but we need to keep aware of what a spiritual warfare is so a spiritual warfare most often happens right before or after god uses us for a powerful ministry impact or right before or after god moves in our own spiritual lives in a significant way like i said our uncle just gave his life to god he was literally a brand new christian he was born again christian and that's because he was on his deathbed guys god moved in him and of course because we were the ones praying over him and honestly god did use my husband and i to bring him to christ so amen for that that god was able to move through us which is why the enemy was attacking us and same thing with my infertility like spiritual warfare and right before i gave my life to god that's when i got attacked spiritual warfare often comes in an attempt to steal our happiness in god and his works in our lives that's what the enemy is trying to do Now, not every hardship in your life is a spiritual warfare, to be honest with you. Hardship in life is literally a normal thing. It's a normal reality that we have to deal with. Why? Because we live in a sinful world. 
sometimes we bring hardships on ourselves through our own sins and failures um or maybe because god is trying to discipline us or test us one example of this is when i was in middle school my dad was diagnosed with skin cancer and as soon as he told me about it he said god is testing our faith we need to pray about it and trust that god is going to take care of this sure enough um after a surgery they were able to get all of the cancer out amen same way god tests us now is the same way that god tests abraham when he asked him to sacrifice his son isaac on the mountain he wants to see if what we are saying is correct like if we are saying lord i am yours i want to serve you 100 percent don't be surprised if he does test your faith to see if you really are serving him so ephesians 6 is like the number one scripture to inform us on what spiritual warfare actually is so verse 12 says for we are not fighting against blood and flesh enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of an unseen world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places our true enemy is the devil himself he uses his demons to deceive us in so many different ways and like i said earlier it could be thoughts because one of the main things i'm struggling with right now and honestly i think i kind of overcame it <laughs> because god keeps talking to me is my age i'm young i'm pretty young myself i am the youngest one for sure in my ministry at church for the recovery like i said we volunteer in the landing we're leaders in the landing i'm the youngest one i'm the youngest one in the whole recovery ministry at my church and i go to a mega church guys and i'm pretty sure i'm the youngest one in the whole care and support ministry that is at our church so that was one of the main things i struggled with is i'm too young to be here like what am i doing here i don't know what's going on i don't know much about god like who what am i doing and that is the number one thing that the enemy used to get me like i was talking to this one person and he immediately attacked me saying that i was too young and i didn't know what i was talking about right then and there i realized now i know who i'm talking to i'm not talking to this actual person i'm talking to the spirit that's inside of him i was talking to the demon himself and pretty much as soon as i heard that comment i started praying that i thought i was weird but i don't care i'm not gonna have that so that's how i knew that it was a lie you know what so what if i'm young and i have a podcast so what if i'm young and i am a leader in the ministry so what if i'm the youngest person in the whole ministry it doesn't matter like god is using me for a reason and that is why he is attacking me going back to what i said earlier when he is attacking us when the, the devil is attacking us it's often happened right before or after god is going to use us in a powerful ministry like i'm like two months into this ministry of course i'm gonna get attacked 
the thing is, is how do we overcome this spiritual warfare? Well, verse 13, right after the verse I just read to you. So Ephesians 6, 13, it says, therefore, put every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. So what exactly is the armor of God? In Colossians 2.15, we already know that Jesus disarms the spiritual rulers and authorities because of what he did for us on the cross. That is number one. And it says in that scripture, he cancels the records of the charge against us. Amen. And took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarms the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. This is so beautiful because we did not deserve that. That's just how much God loves us. He sent his son to die for us, guys. And in that, in return, we are saved. We're free. We already know that the enemy does not win because we have Jesus, that he did that on the cross. He died on the cross so we could be free. You have God on your side. And if he is for us, who can be against us? When we receive Jesus, we receive his strength. But just because we have the strength from Jesus, we must train ourselves for these attacks. The same thing with people in the military. They train for war. They do everything they can to prepare themselves for battle. The same thing relies on us to prepare for the battlefield. But first things first, I need to say this disclaimer. If you are ignorant or ignore the fact that you are in a spiritual battle, you're probably not winning. I mean, like it says, like the fact that our battle is not against flesh and blood, we often forget who we are actually battling against. And it's not people and it's not God. It's the enemy in second Corinthians 10 verse 3 to 4 it says we are human but we do not wage war as humans do we use god's mighty weapons not worldly weapons to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments he gives us a whole armor guys to help us win this battle yeah not like an actual armor that would be kind of cool but it's a spiritual one okay he gives us a spiritual armor so we can prepare for war and without the strength of jesus and the protection of the spiritual armor it is impossible to stand against the attacks of the spiritual enemies like it is we need Jesus. We need the blood of Jesus in order for us to be saved by this world, this evil world, this sinful world of consumed by the devil. And I talked about this last season. The devil is not hiding anymore. Go check out Hidden Messages. It is in season one. I go into this topic, but the devil is not hiding anymore. Like Jesus is coming soon. And if we don't get ourselves together with him, you are not going to get saved. Unfortunately, you will have eternal separation from God. And that is hell. 
and do not let media fool you. It is not a big party. That is what the enemy wants you to think. And I'll prove it to you. Matthew 13 verse 50. It says into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Internal pain, internal separation, internally burning forever. Like forever, guys. Like not in this lifetime, but like forever. That's why we need to get right with God. But if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you get this awesome armor. And it explains what it is immediately right after the verse I just read to you. Ephesians 6 verses 12 to 13 verses 14 through 17 says, Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these things, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on the salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It's about to get good, guys. So what is the belt of truth? Our faith in Christ. The belt is literally preparing us for action. Like when you put on a belt for your pants, it keeps everything up. The same thing goes with your belt. Like it holds all of your armor together. And the only thing that could hold it together is Jesus. He is our foundation that we live upon all the time. And our understanding, of course, and also our confidence. It's in Christ alone. Now, the breastplate of righteousness, which is the body armor, the breastplate protects us literally by protecting all of our vital organs like our heart our lungs yeah i'm not good with biology but you you get the point like we can no longer battle against the spiritual enemies in our own righteousness then a soldier can effectively fight without his breastplate like we need that protection in order to win this battle and that is you know, the righteousness of God, God's righteousness. And that righteousness is received by the faith of Jesus. Now, the shoes of peace. The gospel provides the footing for everything that we do. However, as a powerful as the rest of your body is, if you're wounded at your feet, you are easily prey for the enemy, which means how are you going to walk? You can't. Like, even the pinky toe brings balance to your body did y'all know that but we need that peace you know in that section it says to be fully prepared it's all about readiness we need to be mobile flexible ready to spread the truth like this is a place to have in a christian life like we need that peace and we need to live constantly ready and flexible whenever god needs us to be Because I promise you, there is going to be times where he's going to tell you, you need to say this to this person and you just got to be obedient. But if you have that peace, you'll be able to deliver that message. Now, the shield of faith, this shield that Paul is talking about is it's not a small shield. It's actually a pretty big one. It's literally covers your whole body. It protects your whole body. 
that's what that shield is for so back in this time the the shield was leather it was a metal for one it was leather and how it says to prepare for the fiery arrows that the enemy is throwing at us they would literally dip their whole shield in water and that's why they used leather because it would be able to absorb that water that they dunked their their shield in and with that it would immediately burn out those arrows like it will destroy that flame because of the water that the leather absorbed and not only did this protect that one person that is holding up the shield but if it was metal that fire arrow would literally clap against the metal and then it would go to someone else catching them on fire so the leather would not only burn out the water but it would also cling to the shield so it wouldn't bounce back to their partner so that shield of faith we're not only protecting ourselves we're protecting the people around us you know they might not have the faith that we have in jesus but we have enough faith for them i don't know if you've seen the chosen like i have but (laughs) if you haven't watch it you will not be sorry but it is so so accurate to the bible there is this scene and it's also in the bible obviously in this scripture jesus is doing his thing preaching out of this house being awesome you know what i mean and this person heard that he performed miracles so this person has a friend who is a paralytic he cannot walk he's paralyzed from the waist down that person brings his friend the paralytic one and literally makes a hole in the roof just to be able to bring their friend down to jesus like he was he was busy like there was so many people out in the house so it was impossible to get him through but because of his friend's faith he was healed that's why it's so important to have faith guys and like this is a shield you know it's not on us all the time like they would have to remember to shield themselves from these arrows it's the exact same thing we need to remind ourselves to have faith we have to remind ourselves to protect ourselves with the faith we have in jesus so like our thoughts our feelings our imaginations fears and lies are all examples of fiery arrows that the devil can throw at you like what he did to me when he was lying to me saying i was too young faith turns them back like when i was having that discussion with that person they were attacking me with the same lies that the enemy told me and i immediately knew who it was so i got those arrows and i fired it back by speaking jesus name and guess what they got mad that spirit got mad guys but that's awesome because just proves to you that that is your shield of faith i had faith that jesus was gonna protect me in that battle and he did the last thing paul tells us to have is the sword of the spirit which is the word of god i promise you guys everything you need to know is in the bible every battle you're in the answer is in the bible I promise you, everything you're going through, 
it's in there. You know, I had this one person tell me, how do you know that God's talking to you? I'm like, well, he comes into many different ways to speak to you. Okay, but like how? Like what? How can I hear God? I'm like, well, do you read your Bible? No. Well, that's the way that God's going to speak to you. You need to be prepared with his voice. And that is in the Bible. So if we are not comfortable with the scripture, if we're not confident on what the scripture says, we will not be able to use the sword effectively. We must also take the sword of the spirit into the sense of depending that he will help us use it. You know, there may be times where someone's like talking to you and you immediately think of this verse on the top of your head. I do it all the time. I have to Google it, but I know what it is. I know where it says I may not know where, but I know what it says. And that's one thing that I am working on so I could get better with the sword of the spirit. I keep having one of these conversations where people really ask me if I think that the Bible is real. It is. One person told me, well, how do you know the Bible's real if it's written by multiple people? And my response was, shouldn't that be even more of a reason to believe in this Bible? Because multiple people have experienced the same God. And another thing is, is like people ask, how can I trust this Bible? Like, how can people just write the Bible if they don't know what it is? This Bible is written by the spirit that influenced these authors in the scripture not only did the spirit give us this the scripture but he also makes them alive to us he equips us with the right thrust of the sword all the time i promise you like if you're going through something ask the lord to speak to you through this bible open up the bible look at the verse i promise you majority of the times it's there on what you need to read if you really have your faith in god that he will talk to you through the scripture that's how alive it is guys you'd be surprised on how many times i read the bible and i'm just like so convicted i'm just like okay lord i see you but the thing is is like just like a soldier has to prepare for battle like i told you we have to prepare for our battles too so like the olden days where they had the sword fights, they had to practice their battles with the sword fights. Same thing for us guys. We need to practice all the time as well. And that's by reading the Bible. I try to read my Bible daily. I'm not gonna lie, some days I don't read the Bible and that's okay because the next day I try to get back into it. And if you feel like you're just doing it as a check on the to-do list you're not allowing god to move through you when you read the bible you need to allow god to speak to you through this bible and be able to know what you're learning you know what i mean so when i read the bible i do like a deep synopsis and kind of go through what it really means and the history behind it or the traditions behind this because there's a lot of things in the bible that is so outdated 
you know, for example, multiple wives. So I had to go to the Bible and really research why did they have multiple wives? And that gave me a better understanding on what the Bible is truly saying. So practice makes perfect, right? But in every battle, we must believe that God is with us. But it takes faith and practice to believe that he is. So I went through a lot. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. But if you are in a battle right now, I am praying for you. I'm praying for just peace and comfort and guidance through this spiritual warfare. And it gets tiring. I'm not going to lie. But it's going to be okay. Because just remember who's on your side. So keep pushing. Keep moving forward. And you will win this battle. Well, we went through that together, didn't we? (laughs) I am so glad that y'all guys joined me today. Join me next Monday or next week or next episode whenever you are listening to this because I am going to have a special guest. I am so excited. I guess I'll give you a little hint on who it may be, but this person is my favorite person in the world. It probably should it should give it away on who it may be. But we are also going to do a little segment And you're going to have to wait to see on what it is. So this is part one of spiritual warfare. And next week, it'll be part two. So stay tuned, everybody. I'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys.